Why is it one? Okay. You guys ready? Uh huh. Yep. I'm gonna just stay in here for a minute. I'm just eating my pudding and probably gonna You've got chocolate all over your face. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Uh huh. You're recording. I know. Welcome to the pillow fort, guys. guys and welcome back um it's been a week it's always a week god bless it's always a week i have just been so unmotivated and i was supposed to record this yesterday but i'm recording it today instead because i couldn't bring myself to do it yesterday um things i wanted to cover um guys please 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 interact with one of my accounts somewhere it don't matter instagram twitter facebook just let me know you exist please because i feel like i'm talking to myself most of the time even though i'm here and me the kids are hanging out today so there may be background noises and stuff but that's okay um also just because my kids are here doesn't mean that you want to let your kids Listen to some of these stories because they have some crazy stuff. Um, I'll put trigger warnings in the description. Yeah, the episode description. <clears throat> so you can check it out before you listen. Um, I'm doing a bunch of Reddit stories today. Here. I don't remember how many of them there are. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, I'm five. <laughs> I told you it was going to be long. You should have might be sure it might be long. Six. I think that's all. I think it's six. Nope. Bleep, bloop, bloop. Uh, somebody cue some elevator music. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got six <laughs> stories today. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for the elevator music, Megan. Um, I will take you with one of the nuts. All right. And... <laughs> It's time to jump into this, so let's get creepy. Alright, my first story that I'm reading today is called Susan is Calling. It's by Astinos for Me. Hold on a second, I gotta get some coffee. Coffee is life. Specifically Susan. Out of all the names, it's Susan. What's wrong with the name Susan? I don't know. Just why Susan? Uh. There's so many names to choose from. Oh. I know a Susan. She probably sucks. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to talk shit about people on my podcast. <laughs> um. Except maybe idiots that are in my stories. Alright. Uh, maybe. I 
have one thing to say. Hurry up. Just why in the world put one word as the name? Um, uh, it's not. What? The name of the story is Susan is Calling. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, like I said, this is from Astinos for me on Reddit. You can Google this. Why did that? What the fuck? All right, let's try again. <laughs> We're on it today, huh? <laughs> it's been stressful week, okay? Melton. All right, here, hold some rose quartz. Thank you. All right, starting again. You can Google this story. The girl's name was Susan Asaro. Susan worked at a popular neighborhood store in Detroit. Every day on the way home from school, my friends and I would stop in the store and buy a slice of deep dish pepperoni pizza to munch on on our one and a half mile hike home. Every day, she'd have four slices of pizza ready for us, wrapped neatly in foil and steaming hot. She always greeted us with bright, bubbly smiles and asked us how our day went. One day, while walking past my parents' bedroom, I heard her name. She was missing and her car was found three blocks away from my home in flames. Missing? Who would want to hurt her? Why? Everyone in school was worried about her. We talked about forming a posse to help search for her, but Detroit is a big city, and adult, the adults wouldn't have allowed it. A few days passed, and still, no Susan. I decided to go to a friend's house after school that day. She lived in a rough part of Detroit. Abandoned houses dotted her street with overgrown lawns that had been turned into dead weeds, averaging three to four feet tall. Winter made everything worse. The area looked war-torn and ravaged by time and elements alike. We arrived at her house to find her mother in the kitchen cooking. I need a couple onions, she snapped at the two of us gruffly. We headed back out the door into the crisp, biting winter cold and wind. We passed by the first event. We passed by the first two abandoned houses next to her. As we approached the third house, I could see someone standing in the back of the house through the broken windows. Hey, wait a minute. Let's go in there, I said curiously. I could see what it was, and I knew what it was. This was different. This time, there was a familiarity of some kind of... An urgency? It, she, needed me to come in. Girl, stop. I am not going in that house. Some bum could be in there. We stood in front of the one-story pillbox house arguing. All the doors were missing along with the windows allowing us to see straight through to the overgrown backyard. She, it, stood slightly in the hallway of the house beckoning for me to enter. Please, I don't want to go alone. There's someone in there. She needs our help. My voice was panicked. I could hear it, and I could feel the anxiety sweeping over me. My hair stood on end, and I was beginning to feel nauseous. My friend grabbed me by the arm and yanked me across the street into the grocery store. 
On the way back to her house, we ran past the abandoned house with the ghost inside. We got our coats and boots off and settled into the, onto the living room floor to do our homework. No sooner than cracking our books open, a loud pounding came on the door. Her mother opened the door. Detroit police, homicide, ma'am. Do you have two daughters? He asked politely. Yeah, what do you want with my kids? She asked, confused. May I speak with them? Polite, but insistent. She opened the door and allowed the two detectives to enter. My friend and I stood up to face them. Wait, she's not my daughter, she said, pointing to me. Do you girls know Susan Acero? He asked, not caring who I belonged to. We shook our heads in agreement. Why did you girls stop at that abandoned house three doors down? I had to tell the truth. I knew it would make me a candidate for the loony bin. She told me to come in. Tracy, not her real name, wouldn't come with me and I wasn't going in by myself. They looked at each other in shock. Who told you to come in? He half mumbled, confused. Well, I didn't know it was Susan because I couldn't see her face clearly, but since you're here, now I know it was her. I'm sorry. She was so nice to us. They stood staring at me as if they didn't believe me. The sound of my friends screaming and crying hysterically startled us back from oblivion. She's been dead for a few days. She couldn't have talked to you. Do you know who put her body there? No, I just saw her. I yelled at them, irritated that they didn't understand what I meant. I want my daddy. The tears started to flow like rivers. I want my daddy. Calm down, kid. Just take it easy. We're just trying to figure out how you saw her, and she's been dead for a couple days. Your Aunt Louise said, just like I can see her. That's how I could see Susan. His face turned beet red and pale and flushed. He looked as though he was going to faint at any moment. His favorite Aunt Louise had passed away just after Thanksgiving. He did under then understood. Rest in peace, Susan Acero. That it? That's the it for that one. What'd y'all think? Ugh. Confusing? But why do I relate? I have no idea why you relate. Because... Jennifer, you should be be relating too. Haven't you as well been feeling an arm, a hand touch the back of your, the back of your shoulder, but no one was there? How, that's how we can relate. I mean, I get that. We felt someone touch us, turns around, still there. But no one's there. Okay, our house is haunted. We get it. <laughs> okay? Alright. So, I didn't Google it. I was going to, so I could, like, read actual police reports to y'all. Um, well, time for you to leave, I'm guessing. You, you giving up on us? 
What's the next story's name? Uh, I went on a date with the Kling film killer. What's the next one? <laughs> if you stop recording, you I'm not stopping recording. You'll just the next one is, is that your brother? Is that one a scary one? That one I mean, all of these are technically scary. The one? name of the podcast is Let's Get Creepy, son. Is this one like one without police in it? Oh, um, there's like, no police in that one. No police in that one. No police. I mean, true crime is that what I'm looking for? Um, yeah, the 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 I went on a date with Kling film killer is true crime. I'm looking. Uh, call me back in here when there's no true crime. When there's not a true crime. Next. I'm not calling you back in here. You either stay or you go. Why? Most of these are true crime mixed in with paranormal stuff, dude. I like paranormal. If you don't talk up, nobody's going to be able to hear you. I like paranormal. Um, did you just break your toe? No. I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, I got the stone. I'm going to... Move on to the next story then. Hey, put them back. Okie dokie, artichokies. Um, like I said before, this is I went on a date with the Kling film killer. And I would give credit, but this person apparently deleted their account, account off of Reddit. So I cannot because I don't know who they are. <coughs> Sorry. I'm a girl, and I was looking for a no-strings-attached sort of date with another girl. I just wanted the comfort. Who knows? I went on a Plenty of Fish dating site and let everyone know that I was on the market. I matched only three people. One was a bit nuts right away, and I said no. The other didn't respond to my message saying hello, and the third one, however, was a little loopy and over-enthusiastic. But we somehow had a lot in common. I'm an exchange student from America, living in the UK, so genuinely, I think the Brits are all a little crazy anyway. Sorry, British listeners, if I have any. <laughs> After exchanging, like, half a dozen texts per night for the whole week, she insisted on meeting up. We met at my local bar nearby where I stay. She was a bit on the tubby side, but I didn't mind, and long dark hair down to her hips. I'd have killed for hair as long as this. Pardon the pun. She was very gothic in appearance, dark clothes and black and purple nails. We got talking and straight away we started sharing our kinks. She was very straight to the point, very forward with me. She was in no hurry to get to know me. She even insisted that I go to her place. I told her to calm her jets and allow me to get to know her first. 
As much as I wanted comfort, this was going way too fast. It was then that she made a confession to me. She told me about her bondage adventures. She said that she liked to punish men. She said that she enjoys torturing them for fun. I laughed this off, but the wickedness in her eyes made me think that maybe she was telling the truth. She saw that I didn't really believe her, nor take her seriously, so she went to extremes with her stories, and then she whipped out her phone. What I saw made me sick to my stomach. She had several photos of men wrapped in cellophane. I still had my doubts that this was real until she showed me an actual video of a guy fully mummified in cellophane rolling around on his bed trying to escape. His muffled screams haunt me to this day. I asked her why she'd do this. She said, Cause it's fun, letting out a high-pitched squeal as she laughed under her breath. I asked her what happens to the guy next. She said, Don't know. I just left him like that. Who knows? You'd have needed a forklift to lift my jaw at this moment. She said that she'd done this to lots of men, and there's a high chance that most of them didn't survive. One day you'll be watching the news about the cling film killer, she said. After this, all this, she insisted that we head to her place, to which I refused. I'd waited till she went to the restroom, and then I made a leap for it. I'd never felt so scared in my entire life. I had a few missed calls from her, and it sent chills down my spine. I was too scared to answer this lunatic. I reported her to the police, but was told I didn't have enough evidence of this. Also, her cell phone number had been cut off, and her plenty of fish profile had been deleted. It still sends chills up and down my spine that such a crazy girl would casually confess to such a thing. I'm hoping that it's some sort of sick prank, but I can't unsee what I saw. That's messed up. On many levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did actually Google this one and tried to find out if that happened at all. But the only cling film killer that I found when I googled it was a woman that made her daughter help her kill her grandfather mm. and it was complete fuckery I don't know so I, I didn't find a cling film killer because I did try messed up many levels not gonna lie. Also, that was stupid. If I was a killer, I wouldn't admit just to a random person that I was a killer. Right? Like, what, what, what was the point in that? You think you're gonna get in somebody's pants by being like, yeah, I murdered these fucking guys? I mean, if the other person's a psychopath too, maybe. Don't make excuses for her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to wonder about all of your freaking, like, boyfriends and girlfriends. The, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yay. You should wonder if they're safe. <laughs> I just did, like, a, a South Park voice. <laughs> and it made me want to go, Why don't you suck on my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy fuck, dude. All I could afford was a wiffle bat. So you have to <laughs> slip away into sweet unconsciousness. Well, okay, okay. Moving on. Okay. This one is called, Is That Your Brother? What? I'm probably getting some of you back Your, your, um... Uh, okay. 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 Hold on. I'm gonna get a sip of coffee. Sorry. Jennifer just up and walked away from me, and I had no idea what was going on. I know you're getting some milk. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having some like sinus issues or something. So if I like clear my throat a lot, I am. So sorry, but I am not going to go back and edit it out. <laughs> anyway, like I said, the name of this story is, Is That Your Brother? And this one also, the user of this one, the users of most of the ones that I got this week uh, have deleted their accounts. I don't know why. Anyway... <clears throat> We moved into a house when I was about 10. We had plenty of friends in the neighborhood and we had the biggest yard, so our house was like a revolving door. A few of our friends would stay at our house often because they enjoy the creepy stuff that happens. One thing all of us agreed on is that we were always had, we were always, we always had an uneasy feeling walking up the stairs. We couldn't walk up the stairs because you'd always get a sudden rush of terror, like something was chasing you. Some of our friends made jokes that it was because of the ghost. When I was 15, did you want to say something? A little bit. This reminds me of the demon lady from last episode. That cut her leg. Yeah, oh shit, I forgot. Sorry. My memory is the worst. Okay, anyways, when I turned 15, I started dating a boy named T. One day, he came over, and the whole family decided, yes, I said T, the whole family decided to do a movie night. T and I sat by the door that gave you a whole view, full view of the stairs. The rest of the family was on the other side, where they wouldn't have been able to see. During the movie, T asked why we didn't have my little brother watching with us. I was the oldest out of seven, so if you see a, see, so if you seen a kid, it wasn't out of the ordinary. I looked over at my three brothers sitting next to my mom and told him where they were. His face went white, and I'll always remember how fast his face turned into a sunken white mask almost. I got worried and tried getting him to talk. He said, He's gone. And I said, Who's gone? T's voice started shaking. He was right there. 
There was this little boy on the stairs staring at me. Where did he go? I didn't know what to say. We were both at a loss for words. A couple weeks later, a couple of my friends came over after school, and they all said they had seen the boy on the stairs following me. None of my brothers were there. I'm now 25. My parents still live in that house, and I still have to run up the stairs like that 15-year-old girl, because I know he's still there. Who's still there? The little ghost boy. That gives him the... He scares the shit out of him, apparently. Did Has he done anything wrong to you? No, it's just they got a really bad, bad feeling when they were going up the stairs. So, he was putting out some sort of negative juju. Maybe. Either that or he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, it sounded like he had attached himself to her since her friends saw him following her around. It's probably jealous of him. Because they're alive? Yeah. And he was a kid and he died so young? Yeah, exactly. Because he did, now he can't go outside and play. He can't even have friends. And he's got to deal with a house full of seven children plus all of their friends? Exactly. Yeah, I'd be kind of pissy too. I do think. You <laughs> I got milk on myself. Sure. <laughs> You've got like a whole milk mustache. <laughs> Shut up. Ah, I love it. Okay. <laughs> this is why we have our own YouTube channel doing these uh, scary stories so they can see all this. Right, right. I plan on eventually if we can get our shit ass internet. Thank you, Franklin Telephone Company. To, uh, be better, I would like to live stream on YouTube. Oh, heck yeah. While I'm reading. Yeah. But that's a thought for the future. Yeah. Not right now. Because I don't even have a webcam. <sighs> but, yeah, that was. Is that your brother? Okay. This story, <laughs> sorry I had issues getting that out of my mouth a while ago, is called Traumatizing Night Shift. Because when is night shift not traumatizing? Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. <coughs> I, I've worked n night shift in all three jobs I've ever had. Oh, God. Ooh, no. <laughs> and, and one of them was at Waffle House. What? Yeah, that's why I won't eat there anymore. Why? You don't want to know. And I don't want to get sued. So, <clears throat> anyway, back to the story at hand. Also, I'm going to admit that I didn't read this one all the way through. So, bear with me because some of this is going to be my first time reading it. This is probably the creepiest, most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to me. 
I used to work overnight as a security guard at a local port. Usually, none of the port workers would stay overnight except for the safety official. I wouldn't be on shift alone since the site has a radius of nearly two miles. Overnight, usually, there would be three guards including me. Since the area was fairly big, there were different posts, but front grate You okay? I don't know. But front gate was the main entrance area where all of the guards would be stationed overnight since there was no need to put them in other posts due to the fact that there was no activity in the site at this time. The veteran guards that had been there for years would often say that the site was haunted given the fact that there had been mo multiple incidents and deaths that occurred in the area a long time ago. I was aware that people had died due to freak accidents, and I do believe in angels and demons since I'm actually a religious person, but I always thought that the superiors were just messing with the new guys. I would work five to six nights out of a week, and for the first few weeks, I never really saw or heard anything out of the ordinary, except maybe a few questionable creaks and would see a few misplaced objects while doing my patrol rounds. But nothing too crazy. Just to describe the setting to you, this is a fairly big site, and on occasions there were big projects being constructed at the port. The workers would sometimes stay overnight. Due to the fact that there were times when the port workers were required to stay at the port for a few days, there's a gym on the site for their convenience. This gym is fairly old. In the gym, there's a sauna, weights, and even a racquetball court. If you don't know what racquetball, what a what a racquetball court is, it's similar to an indoor tennis court with thin plastered walls and thick glass doors. Usually on our patrol rounds, me and one of the other guards, Mike, would stop by the gym and play a few rounds of racquetball before returning back to the front gate. On one of those nights, me and Mike decided to hit a full workout instead of playing racquetball in the cage. This is around 2.30 a.m., and the entire building is so quiet that you can hear the electricity running through the lights. The air conditioner is off, and so is everything else. The only thing that's running are the lights. 15 to 20 minutes into the workout, we hear a loud thump. We crossed it off as nothing and continued working out. Then, after a few more minutes, we heard the loud thump once more. At first, we thought it was our lieutenant, which could have been walking around, but then we radioed him and he gave us his location, which was front gate. We tried thinking logically on what could have been making those thumps on the wall. They were coming from the court on the other side. We thought it was the air conditioner, but then we remembered it was off, and even when I switched it on during the day, there's no reports of thumps coming out of the air conditioner. After a few minutes, the thumps started occurring one right after another. We were very creeped out at this point, but we were about to. But what we were about to witness still scares the absolute shit out of me to this day. We started to approach the other side of the gym, where the glass door was. We turned on the flashlight and aimed it towards the clear glass door, and I got chills all over my body and started tearing so much out of fear that I was about to cry. We saw one of the bowls, bowls, balls, 
and we're back at balls again <laughs> rolling slowly by itself inside the tennis court but there was no one there that means the loud thumps were the balls mysteriously being tossed against the walls as if someone or something were playing inside the cage we were both so confused and frightened as that this was happening we couldn't make any sense of it we were scared shitless and we started yelling and running away because we knew that there was probably something evil toying with us in there as we sprinted full speed back to the front gate the lieutenant saw us and asked why we were tearing and running in a ridiculous manner we told him what we witnessed and his facial expression scared us even more he then said that's why there's always guards that quit often there's something evil in this area and it's not the first time that something that bad has happened here he then showed a security footage of dark figures and shadows literally passing through the office areas and the lights mysteriously switching on and off Till this day, I still get chills recounting my experience with my friends and family. I'm even getting chills right now as I'm typing this. I had never had a real encounter with the supernatural until that night. Many say it was a demon, 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 demon a demonic presence <laughs> messing around. Others say it was a ghost of a dead person who died in the area. I don't know what it was, but I didn't last long in the job after that. There were no other experiences. Oh, there were other experiences, but I'll send it at a later time. They never sent it at a later time. Trust me, I looked. <sighs> Demon. <laughs> How is throwing a, a tennis ball demonic and scary? I don't know. It said, hey, catch. You guys are supposed to be playing racquetball. What the fuck are y'all doing working out? Come on. Maybe you if did. I throw the ball, I'll get their attention. You got their attention. They left, though, sadly. Yeah, I don't think I would have quit because of that. Like, until, like, something almost tried to kill me, maybe. Yeah, like, until something, like, tried like to harm me. Like, if it wasn't a really good paying job, then you could leave. Like, that's a reason, but... Yeah, I wouldn't have quit because of the paranormal activity. That's just being a weenie. Just kidding, some people can't handle it. They really can't. It just upsets me that... They immediately judge something as evil because they can't understand it. It's like that post I shared on Facebook the other day that said something along the lines of, uh, hold on, let me, let me try to use my brain. It said something along the lines of, if you immediately blame the devil for things that you don't understand, please delete me as your friend. Um, understandable. She she was sitting here nodding her head, yeah, like y'all can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> She's also coloring now. 
<laughs> well, excuse me. I'm so sorry I that my storytelling no, no, doesn't keep no, you entertained. No. My hands need something to do for me to listen properly. I know. I understand. ADHD. It helps a lot. Yeah, I know. I was wanting to color last night while me and Daddy were watching Critical Role, but I couldn't. Okay. This one is by Stonks, not Bonks, <laughs> on Reddit. Stonks, not Bonks? Stonks, not Bonks. See? Stonks, not Bonks. <laughs> Alright. I love it. Um, and this one is The Two Kids. I was trapped on your chair. <laughs> I saw that. You good? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Every fucking time, guys. Every time. Coffee. Sorry. Mm. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure. <laughs> My armpits stink. You were, like, down there in, like, the perfect position to see. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Back on track. We have been all over the place in this episode. Okay. All right. So apologies if I'm a bit hazy on the details, but I was three at the time, so I got a lot of this information from my parents, my aunt, and my uncle. I live in the U.S., and my uncle was and still is, in the U.S. Navy. Because of that, he moves around a lot from base to base, and we usually take vacations to where he moves to, as they are generally interesting places. The coolest one was when he was stationed in Hawaii. And we can just stay with them to save money. As I mentioned, I was three when my uncle managed to get stationed in England. We were ecstatic to take a trip to England and go sightseeing. So... Without much delay, we booked a flight and left for the house they were renting. The house turned out to be extremely old. Although, of course, there had been renovations, so it was effective, an effectively modern house. It had been originally constructed in the 1500s. To this day, we do not know if anyone ever actually died in that house, but with a history that long I figure it's a safe bet so I'm gonna skip the sightseeing and get to the good part in the house there was this little crib that I slept in inside a small room after a very busy day out with my family we returned to the house and mom put me down for a nap in my room then I went down to talk with my and then, oh, no, mom took me for a nap in my room and then went down to talk to my father, aunt, and uncle. <clears throat> After a good while, my mom came to wake me up so I would still be able to go to sleep that night. I have no memory of this part, so it's just been told to me. When my mom woke me up, she did the usual, how did you sleep, honey? I said I was fine, but asked a rather weird question. I rubbed my eyes and looked at her with the most blank expression and asked, 
Mommy, who owns this house? My mom logically explained at a three-year-old level that even though my aunt and uncle li were living here, they were just renting it and that a different man owned it. I replied with, oh, they said they owned it, as I pointed to an empty corner of the room. I keep losing my place. I'm so sorry. My mom was getting pretty confused at this point and asked who I was talking about. After all, there was no one else in the room. I said again without fear, just as creepily, the kids, those two kids. She took me downstairs and I slept in her room that night. I couldn't explain who they were or where they came from, nor was it act possible for two actual kids to get past everyone downstairs to get into my room and then get back out of the house without someone no other than me noticing. It really kind of freaks me out that I could have been that kid in the horror movie that is just casual friends with the ghost. Later on in life, I asked if anyone else who stayed in that house had any other weird experiences, but no one else saw, no one else directly saw anything. My dad said that he felt as if someone were watching him, but never thought anything was truly off until I said that crap. Sadly, I don't have any real first person witnesses since I was the only one and just forgot or either blocked this stuff out of my memory. I know that there are other explanations, of course, to what happened, but either way, I still think it's a little messed up. Kids are creepy. <laughs> that is not a lie. Second, kids can see stuff that usually adults, and as we get older, we don't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, it's possibility. A possibility. Now you're getting tongue-tied. I'm tired. I did not get an hour of sleep last night. I didn't get sleep at all. I bet you did. What? I bet you did. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't feel like it. That's because you're a teenager. I think I just need to be sleeping all night and half the day. From now on, because maybe then I'll feel okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm tired as hell, too. Like I said, I was up till five waiting for those candles to burn themselves out. I gotta find some quick burn candles somewhere. I'll probably, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to find them from somewhere. But moving forward. Blop, blop. Blop, blop. Okay. Yeah, listen up. Here's a story. You. Yeah, yeah, it's recording. You wanna keep going? Yeah. You did the. <laughs> beginning of it and then what did I do I didn't do anything you did do something what did I do oh 
That always reminds me of that one song. About a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him. Inside and outside blew his house with a blue little window and the blue cord. We should stop before we get copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, this is just <clears throat> It is getting too warm. <laughs> Alright. This story is called The White Witch. And it's my favorite one out of all of them that I've read today. And it is by Christian is Lost. 72. It's a long one. So I'm going to be ruffling lots of papers. Okay. In the early. In the early? No, in the early. In the early. In the early. In the early 80s, I lived in Okinawa, Japan. My dad thought that seeing the world would be an adventure that would help my brother and I become better men, and I have to say, I think he was right. Being in the military showed me cultures many would never get to experience, and I am thankful for every experience that that life gave to me, even the scary ones. While we lived in Japan, my father wanted us to have a fully immersive experience, so he chose to move us into a small Japanese neighborhood off base. We lived in a little house at the top of an enormous hill in a cul-de-sac that overlooked, I kid you not, part of a huge zoo and one side of a fairly large cemetery. Our particular house was set far above the monkey habitats, about a mile downhill. Between us and those habitats was nothing but thick Indiana Jones-style jungle. Jungle the neighborhood kids and I would tromp through endlessly, ignoring the local warnings about poisonous snakes and untripped mines from World War II. We were the only American family living in that cul-de-sac, completely surrounded by Japanese families, and it was amazing. The kids loved us, although we couldn't communicate through language very well. We understood each other perfectly, well, most of the time. Opposite us was an older couple with a lush garden surrounding their property. The older woman wanted us to call her Mama-san, and she helped us, she had us helping her garden whenever she could coax us over with green tea and chocolate banana cookies. We loved her. She was so welcoming and generous, as was everyone else, actually. We lived in a wonderful neighborhood. The only drawback to Mama San's home, however, was that she directly overlooked the cemetery, and that cemetery was unlike any cemetery I had ever seen before. Because Okinawa is an island, Burials don't happen very often. Instead, above-ground crypts are built. Many of them are built into the sides of hills that make up the island. The crypts are large, made of huge arcs of polished stone set over a square of that stone, which has a square insert cut into the middle of it for the coffin to just be placed inside. Once inside, the square is inset with another piece of polished stone just inside leaving kind of a shelf on the outside so offerings could be made to lost loved ones yen food flowers 
incense, or some of the offerings given. Below Mama-san's house was a valley that swooped back up into another hill opposite her home. That valley and both hills were covered with these crypts, and spider webbing up and down through the crypts were various stone step pathways that were old and badly maintained. It was quite a sight. One evening, Mama-san asked me to come visit her alone. She had something she wanted to show me, but it was only for me as the older brother. Intrigued and a bit proud, I agreed. She took me to the back of her garden and sat with me on a thick wooden bench that was carved with scenes of fishermen and men with swords, and she told me she had a story to tell me. Mama-san then disappeared for a few minutes and returned with a tray that held hot green tea and sweet rice cakes. Sitting next to me, she smiled and commented on the colors of the evening sky as the sun began to lower. Mama-san said she had seen me, my brother, and the other kids daring each other to follow a stairway path down into the cemetery. You have to understand, the path from our little home area down to the cemetery consisted of hundreds of steps, maybe broken and cracking in and out of bushes with a steep incline. It would be dangerous for anyone, but the real test was seeing how long we we could take walking through the crypts at night. Mama Sam wanted to explain why that was a bad idea. Many years ago, during the war, World War II, in case you didn't know, Americans were thought to be devils. Monsters that would murder innocent citizens for no reasons other than to kill. That fear was the product of wartime propaganda used to encourage young men and to military service and farmers to fight alongside them. But many didn't. Many ran. And with nowhere to go and nowhere to hide, hundreds of Japanese citizens hurled themselves off of a cliff side rather than to face torture at the hands of their perceived enemy. I was terrified at hearing this. I had no idea this had happened. I was mortified and hit with such a deep sadness that I started to cry. The sun was setting and the sky went from pink and blue to a deep orange and red. Mama Sam reached out and held my hand, telling me not to worry. This was in the past, and the past is something that we must always remember so we never go back. She went on with her story. One young woman had followed through with the sacrifice with her children, but she survived the fall. She was in a coma for months. When she did regain consciousness, she was horrified to realize that she was not with her children. They had been buried somewhere in that cemetery below, in an unmarked crypt that held many others. This woman would spend days and nights searching the cemetery, crying in pain, the torment of her loss unbearable, until the day she threw herself into the ocean to hopefully be reunited with her lost family. But they say she never found her children. Her act of suicide doomed her to purgatory, and she would remain tortured for eternity. The sun had disappeared, and the cemetery drowned in inky blackness, the main path dotted with dim broken lights feebly illuminating the areas. Mama-san continued. 
She still wanders the cemetery, she said, looking for her kids. You can hear her crying. And then she pointed down. I didn't want to, but I did. I looked. In the back of the cemetery, in the darkness, there was a white figure. At first, a bright white shimmer, moving slowly, kind of shaking. It moved from side to side, like it was moving along the crypts, and you could actually hear the crying. Soft at first, but then low moans and whimpers of pain as it got closer. I was terrified. I wanted to run, but Mama Thon held my hand and whispered that she wouldn't come up here. We were too far. But that's why we shouldn't go down there after dark, she said. She said many don't know the story and call her the White Witch, which angers her. It's best to stay away. It's best to pray for her. Mama's son said she comes out to see her often, hoping that one day she will find salvation. Needless to say, I never went down to the cemetery, not once, and I never sat back there with Mama son again either. That was enough for me. I did, however, visit Suicide Hill. It's called Peace Prayer Park now, out of respect. I cried the whole time we were there, and I prayed for all the souls for forgiveness. So many Japanese citizens spoke to us, welcoming us and telling us stories and sharing with us. I didn't feel worthy, and my love for the country and its people was overwhelming. I will never forget my time there. I'd like to go back to see if she's still there, wandering the graves and looking for her children. Yes, I know, it was big sad, but it was also beautiful. We did drop two fucking nuclear bombs on Japan during World War II from them bombing a harbor because they bombed a harbor. First off, that was past human Americans. Should we even call them humans? No, they're considered monsters. They, although yes, there was a whole war and stuff. Why couldn't there have been peace? You could have shared the land, you could have shared the resources, but no! Baby, this wasn't about land and resources. You need to restudy World War II. Screw that! History sucks! No, history is amazing. History sucks, and I don't like learning about it. Like Mama San said, it's important to know our history so we don't repeat it. But yeah, it's terrible and horrible. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. I can't imagine jumping off a cliff with you and Dagan either, though. But I've never been in her situation. 
because I mean I can't yeah okay anyway <laughs> sorry sorry for the the down 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 um <laughs> shut up <laughs> okay guys I want to thank you all again for coming and hanging out in the pillow fort Jennifer's laying on me right now I'm tired <laughs> you've been saying that the whole episode I don't care alright Mm. As you know, it's getting nighttime, and I even heard a uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to us, and we love you all so much. Also, I had a brain fart. Oh my god. <laughs> do 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 do. Oh um, do do do. There's the donation thing. Yeah, um, their Anchor.fm has listener support if the listeners would like to support us. And like I said, any money that came to us would go straight into getting better gear for the podcast. Maybe Next a time. webcam like I was talking about earlier. What? Also, please... Please text mom. Don't text me. I just I just want to know people listen. But you can interact on Reddit, Instagram, Facebook. I think it's because you're not giving the link. To Twitter. The... Yes, I have been. Really? Yeah. Um. All you have to do is search. Let's get creepy or let's get creepy podcast. And you will find me. Or us, technically. Um. Do, 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 do. Um. <laughs> What'd you just say? Nothing. Did you say something about a kiwi? <laughs> Maybe. Oh my god. Um. Uh, no. If you guys have any suggestions or stories that you would like me to read, um, you can send it to me at letsgetcreepy at yahoo.com. Or is it yet? Let's Get Creepy Podcast. It's Let's Get Creepy Podcast. Um, at yahoo.com. Brah! At yahoo.com. Or, like I said, you can DM it to me on Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter. Or Reddit. As you know, I'm on Reddit, like, all the time. Trying to find stories to share with you guys. Um, Was Dagan just yelling sheesh? I have no clue. I'm gonna go. Uh, Alright, and I'll finish up here. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I need to tell y'all.
I can't think of anything right now, so I'm just going to go ahead and end it. And like I said, I love you all. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and Jennifer be absolute dorks. And stay creepy, friends. Bye-bye.